Hey, it's Mark K from The Mark K Show. Thanks for checking out The Mark K Show podcast. We'd love for you to join our official Katriot network so that we can stay in touch with you and you can stay in touch with us. It's easy. Go to markk.com. That's M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com. Join the Katriot network and get a free copy of the Katriot Manifesto. Markk.com. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marque Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. This is the Marque. Real quick before we start the show, I just... <laughs> Real quick before we start the show, I have a quick... Let's play a little game of what... Uh, or let's, let's call this, did Mark K make the right decision? Uh. We're going to play a little round of did Mark K make the right decision. So let's just say, hypothetically, a big fan of the show shows up at the front door unexpectedly, unannounced, without an appointment, uh, with a suitcase, and sits down in the lobby, demands to see you in the, your scenario, uh, and then tells the receptionist, I'm not leaving until I get to talk to this person, you. Do you, Hannah, if that were you in your situation, would you A, just ignore it and hope it goes away? Would you B, call the police? Or would you C, send your uh, seven months pregnant executive producer downstairs to talk to her? Um... <laughs> Realistically, yeah, I would probably do A. You'd probably do A. Just ignore it. Hope it went away. I chose C. I know. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right answer or the wrong answer. I, I I think that it's, I think. In all fairness, I'd like to say that when we were notified that this person was demanding to see me in the lobby with a suitcase, uh, you off, you volunteered to go. I did. Okay, good. I appreciate that. Of course. That. If I still had those certificates for employee of the day, of I the would moment. give you. Yeah, of the moment. <laughs> Uh, I would give it. Yeah, please, ladies and gentlemen, make an appointment. We don't take on You know, we don't take unannounced. The walk-ins are not welcome. It's not supercuts. Yeah. It's not or uh, or haircuttery or wherever. People, I don't get my haircut, so because I don't have any. Because you do it yourself. Well, <laughs> that was the best thing in my hand. That was the best thing about COVID was that I just started. Re I realized I don't have to travel anywhere to get my haircut. I can right. just what little I have left, I can just buzz it off. Which, by the way, I'm a few days overdue. I know. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I looked a little grisly. Um, I looked a little grisly in the mirror today. But yeah, no, anyway, we, uh, we, you know what the best thing to do if you have something you want to talk to us about? Tomorrow's whatever you want Wednesday. And you pick up the phone, you can call us, you can talk about, talk about whatever you want. Hence the whole term, whatever you want Wednesday. But again, walk-ins. Walk-ins are not welcome. This also, do you remember when I told you we needed that secret uh, laundromat slash studio? Yes. Like a secret hideout, almost like a fortress of solitude? Mm -hmm. This is another great reason why we should do that. Yeah. Just try make an appointment. That's all. Or, you know, or just call us on Wednesday. Yeah. That's all. Uh, eight, five, but just know that if you do that, I'll send down my seven months pregnant executive uh, <laughs> producer to deal with it. Eight five five nine four zero. Mark is our number. A little excitement today. Also, oh, you know what's really exciting? Please tell me. Matt Gates filed his motion on the House floor to vacate the speakership. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution, declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared 
to be vacant. Now, I know that sounds really weird, but basically he's saying we need to vote now on whether or not uh, Kevin McCarthy should remain as speaker because Kevin McCarthy did not live up to the promises that Kevin McCarthy made when we made him speaker. Uh, a whole laundry list of them, but probably the most damaging one was what happened with this stopgap spending resolution, the HR 5860, which we talked about yesterday ad nauseum. This thing, this thing passed through the House with Republicans and Democrats because Kevin McCarthy had to get a bunch of Democrats on board to get it passed. It went to the Senate where all but nine senators, all but nine senators signed the thing. And then it went to the president's desk and he signed it. And now it's law. And for 45 days, well, I guess 44 days now, um, you know, they've got to go back and they've got to get to work and they've got to figure out a way to make sure that they can fund the government and also not have to build up the, or not have to worry about the border being wide open and not have to worry about money going to Ukraine. So it's another battle on it. In fact, we um, locally, and this has happened now a couple times locally. There was an event that had to get rescheduled because one of their uh, representatives, a conservative representatives, was going to be like the headliner. And now that person can't make it because, you know, they got to work. That was the opposite of what happened to us when we went to Washington. They got <laughs> it their was. I know. I was like, wow, this yeah. is really uh, different from what happened with us. Yeah. What do you mean you're not working? Isn't there like still work to be done? Yeah, everyone, everyone goes home on Thursday night. Oh, Sorry. God, it must be nice, man. Uh, anyway, 855. We'll have more on that coming up in just a minute. Also, uh, Nancy Mace. You remember Nancy Mace? I, yeah, fiance. Yeah. Bed, fiance, prayer. sex, uh, pray for breakfast, right? She was yeah. on The View. She's making the rounds. I don't know what her deal is. I don't know what she's angling for, but she is making the rounds. She went on The View with Whoopi Goldberg, uh -huh. and they were grilling her about all kinds of things. They were talking about Speaker McCarthy. They were talking about uh, abortion and things like that. Whoopi Goldberg said something else that was really stupid. Um, anyway, we'll get to all that here in just a minute. And of course, Donald Trump yesterday, we discussed how he went to court. He didn't have to go to court, but he went to court. He went to court and he sat down and he said, I am here because I built this company with my own two and my own sweat and blood. I built this company from the ground up and I'm not going to let anybody, especially not one of these, one of these racist uh, uh, attorney generals in New York City who only wants to do this for her, the, to better her own career. The, Donald Trump came in and said, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow any of that. That ain't happening. And so he went in and he spoke before and he spoke after. And afterward he said, look, the judge was actually kind of fair. Uh, the judge's last statement was very fair. And if I read it right, I'll let perhaps one of the lawyers speak to it. But Cliff, maybe you'll speak to it if you would. But uh, the way I interpret that and the way everyone else in the room seems to interpret that is that the statute of limitations uh, is a very real thing in this country. And that would be about 80% of this case would be over. Oh, yeah. They said basically uh, the statute of limitations would, would basically ixnay or erase 80% of the charges or 80% of the complaints in this case that the attorney general brought to trial, brought to this civil trial uh, with Judge, what's his, he's got that weird name, what's his name? Judge Engeron, Arthur Engeron. Oh, by the way, Judge Engeron, you know, a lot of people, after he smirked into the camera, after he smiled into the camera, like, <laughs> here's my moment to be famous. <laughs> now I've got Donald Trump right here in my courtroom. <laughs> that's my Engeron. Uh, Why does he sound like an evil villain in Scooby-Doo? Well, because he is an evil villain. You want to know how much of an evil villain he is? Yeah. Listen to this. This is video. I found this on, I think Benny Johnson posted this on Twitter. This is uncovered video of him discussing how judges basically can just reject a jury's decision and make up their own minds. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where like, oh my, my 
heaven's sake. How could they have thought that? Well, I have a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. So this is the judge in the Donald Trump case saying, I know I'm being taped, but let me tell you how I skirt the issue. If there's a jury that comes back and I think to myself, how could they think that? These people are nuts. These people are totally out of it. Clint, there's no way. If I were on that jury, I would have ruled a totally different way. You know what? I can totally do, I can totally do that. I can use this judgment after the verdict uh, power that I've been given, and I can basically throw out the jury's decision. And All right. Am I following the law or am I making law? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm following law. I'm, I'm an impartial referee. But it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools. Somebody can say, well, Your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, is it just like another case? So he's basically admitting, you know, I'm supposed to be impartial, but it's really hard for me to throw out my own personal biases. You know, that's really, they say you have to, am I making the law or am I upholding the law? Eh, it's... Six of one, half dozen of the Screw other. Screw the precedent. Yeah, whatever. It's really basically what I feel. If I feel in my heart of hearts like this jury has got it wrong, then I'll just use whatever tools I have at my disposal, and I will, uh, and I will, you know, and I will switch the verdict. And that's the judge in Donald Trump's case. And here's the bad news: there are no jury in this case. This is just a judgment call by him. And it feels like it doesn't matter what evidence is brought up. It doesn't matter what arguments are made. It doesn't matter what the defense says. It doesn't matter what the prosecution says. This guy's already made up his mind. This judge, who we know it, it, it is using his own personal feelings, not the facts of the case. His own per I, it's difficult, he said, to separate your feelings from the judicial process. And a lot of times he's just like, look, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. Am I making the law? Maybe, but it's all it's all for the good of mankind. So Donald Trump seems like in this case, at least he's cooked and he's got to go. He's got to go to appeal uh, after the fact. We'll get into all that, like I said, in just a little while. 855-940-MARK is our number. All right, at the end of the show yesterday, I started to uh, go online. We were, we were going online. We were booking, making plans for the Republican National Convention because that's coming up. You know, it's not till next July, but we sit here and we say it's not till next July. And then all of a sudden, poof, it's next July. Like, you know how fast time flies, Anna, right? I do. Like, you remember in January? I wasn't pregnant, yeah. You weren't pregnant, <laughs> Right. That's true. Uh, in January, they said, hey, Mark, we're going to syndicate your show and get you a new contract. And then poof, all of a sudden it's October. And guess what? Still no contract. Or syndication. <laughs> Neither one of those things has happened. So time really. And you go and, you, you know, you're you're going back and forth. Going, wow, it's like 10 months ago. They promised me those things. Yeah. And here I am still a free agent. Uh, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. So yeah. time flies really, really quickly. In fact, probably next July, when we go to the uh, Republican National Convention, we probably still won't have a contract or a syndication deal. But you know what? What? We don't need to be tied down like that. They, amen, sister. <laughs> amen. Because uh, here's the deal. Yesterday, at the end of the show, I thought, because here, and again, not that I don't trust anybody. Right. But I don't trust anybody. I know. And I think I gave that advice. Somebody asked me for advice last week, and I said, don't trust anyone. Don't trust anybody. anyone. No, don't trust anybody. No. Yeah, there's like one, maybe two people in this world I trust. And I don't always trust them both at the same time. I have a limited amount to, <laughs> okay. to hand around. So anyway, and then, you know, they, uh, we, so the people, we, the, the mentors are like, don't worry. We'll make arrangements to send you to the convention. <laughs> 
And of course, these are the same people that, you know, can't even write down on a piece of paper uh, the terms of an agreement. So I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to, I don't trust anybody except myself. I'm not taking matters into my, I'm not leaving them up to these other folks. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And yesterday, do you remember what I did, Hannah? Yeah, you booked it. I booked the flight. Yes. I booked the flight because I had some Delta E credits. Well, I didn't, not the hotel. Hotel was a different story. Hotel was, that was on me. The uh, the flight was easy because yeah. there's planes that fly in and out all the time. The hotel rooms in a city where they're hosting a convention where tens of thousands of people are converging at the same time in the same area, that is a very difficult task, especially because what the Republicans do is the RNC, before they announce the convention dates, they go in and they book up all the rooms they need. Right. So the RNC is like, look, we're going to need 10,000 hotel rooms just for ourselves, for our staff, for people running the event. We have uh, VIPs and honorees. We've got, I'm sure there's like Congress people that need places to stay and senators, you know, all of those kinds of people. Sean Hannity needs a suite at like the Ritz Carlton or whatever. So they let all those people know first before they even announce it. Right. They book up all the hotel rooms and then they announce it and everything's gone. Yeah. So yesterday, Hannah and I finally got around to looking for accommodations. <laughs> and man, I'll tell you what, pickings were slim. Well, it was either really, really, really incredible, but insanely expensive. Correct. Or bottom of the barrel, you wouldn't you wouldn't stay there unless you were like on death's doorstep and you needed to. Also, proximity to the venue is important. Right. Because, you know, sure, if you if, if it's in Milwaukee. Right, uh, then it's tough to find the place. You could probably find one in Racine, but yeah. then you're no, it's a two hour drive. So I went this morning to a website known as Airbnb. I love Airbnb. Yeah, I think it's a liberal website, but it doesn't matter. I do. I needed to deal with it. There are uh, some good finds. I went to Airbnb. You're never going to guess what I was able to find. What? Not only did I find something that was available. I, it's too, I gotta, I need, I'm gonna need time to describe it. <sighs> Mark. <laughs> 855, not, no, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I've never, the first, the plane yesterday, remember I told you how yeah. I, how I, I pulled into the gate and my next flight was right next to the plane. Yeah. Never happens. I'm gonna, something happened yesterday again. I'm really, I'll be honest with you, someone's smiling on me. Not the dementors and their lawyers and the contract, it's but God. other people. Is it God? Yeah. Maybe. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. I'll tell you exactly, this is gonna be, the best GOP convention ever, <laughs> Hannah. I'm excited. Ever. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Stay right where you are. More Mark K Show coming up right after this. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Incidentally, uh, we have a very special um, we have a very special segment today called Red State Prices Right, which I'm very excited about. We haven't played in a while. And uh, Hannah's gonna get her twang on, and then we're gonna um, we're gonna get away. Not twang. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Shania. And then uh, we're gonna play probably like an hour from now. We'll uh, yeah. be able to kick off some red state prices, right? And that's a, that's a really that's one of our favorite things that we do um, here on the show. Eight five five nine four zero mark is our number. And like I said, we're gonna have more on Matt Gates. Gates vacates. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, and we're gonna have more on that so we can tell you exactly what's what's the gonna happen. Will next. Take the form of his resolution. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. Wow, they have such a roundabout way of speaking in the uh, in the Congress. When you're in Washington, when you're in government, you gotta you gotta speak in this like roundabout kind of gibberishy way, where they really only understand what's going on 
But it, you know, it does and like it I would just 10 times longer to say. Yeah, I would just be like, I want to fire that guy. OK, great. The motion accepted. We'll vote on that. Uh, anyway, we'll have that. We'll have that coming up. 855-940-MARK is our number. So the GOP convention, very excited about this. Um, I mean, you may remember I discussed in 2016 how we had to stay at a local university in, in, the, the, uh, in the dormitory. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't bad because I, that gave me an excuse to ride my electric unicycle back oh, and yes. forth. And then I, when I checked in, the security guard made me turn it on. And then the security guard said, I need you to ride around on it. And I rode around for about a minute or two. And he goes, I said, is that enough? He goes, oh, yeah, I just wanted to take a picture. I just wanted to get some video of you. I'd never seen one of those. <laughs> um, but anyway, but so this time around, I was like, okay, go on the Airbnb. I'm like, I got to find something. I got to find something cheaper than what we found, nicer than what we found, and in close proximity to the Pfizer arena or the Pfizer forum, I think is what it's forum, called. Forum, yeah. And so I, I clicked on the Pfizer forum and they have little... Like, you know, things around it, what's available. Yeah. And I found one that was right across the street. You're kidding me. From the Pfizer home. I go, surely this is not. This has to be fake. This is going to be fake. So I click on it and it's a beautiful one bedroom apartment. Uh -huh. And it's being offered by a super hoster on Airbnb. It's available for those weeks. It is not expensive at all. Like a sixth the price of one of the things you're you kidding me. Oh, it gets even better. As I'm scrolling through the description, it says just steps from the Pfizer forum. In fact, you can easily access the Pfizer forum from the rooftop walkway connected directly to this building. You're kidding. So I can get up, get out of bed, walk to the convention, and I don't even have to sully my heels on the dirty streets of Milwaukee. Wow. Not that the streets of Milwaukee are dirty, I'm just saying. <laughs> How exciting is that? I'm so excited for I you. I booked that ASAP. 855-940-MARK <laughs> is our number. Quick break. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Hey, I'm so you don't understand how excited I am. In fact, I went on YouTube today. Okay. And I know it's like, oh, it's like, like several months away. When is July? How many months is that? Let's see. It's November, October, November, December. Eight. It's eight months away? No, nine. it's nine, nine months. Nine months away. Okay. All right. But again, nine months goes super fast. Nine months ago, they were telling me they were going to get me a new contract and a syndication deal. So, and, you know, and that seemed like just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so nine months goes fast. Nine months ago, you weren't going to have a baby. Yeah. And now look. Ta-da. We were, we were chugging bourbon in Kentucky without a care in the world. Now you're whole, now all of a sudden you have no fun. I have so much fun. Oh, I'm yeah, the funnest do. person ever. The funny, you are. You are the funnest person ever. <laughs> uh, but no, but this is, I'm so excited. Again, not just because it's all taken care of, but the proximity, the fact that I can walk through a covered walkway directly from, because I want you to understand what this means. We'll get back to the show in just a minute. Wh what this means is if I'm uh, doing the Mark K show live yes. at the Pfizer forum, right? Yeah. And we go, we go to break and I'm like, Hannah, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I could actually walk back to my apartment, use the bathroom, come back and probably not miss a beat. Uh huh. If my coffee gets cold, I could say, hey, Hannah, hang tight. I'm going to go microwave my coffee and I'm going to go into my, I could go and like microwave it and come back. It's that close. That is wild. It's amazing. And well, it was what available. Flo what floor will you be, what, what floor is the convention on? It's on the, I don't know. It's like the whole thing. Okay. Although I will say this. Last time the media center was in the parking garage. What? Well, because here, here's what they have. They have the convention center, which is where all the festivities are. 
and they have, you know, this kind of thing and that kind of thing. It was in Cleveland. Okay. And then what they did was they took the parking garage and it was really amazing. They sunk like millions of dollars into it. Right. And they 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 carpeted it and they put up these temporary walls. Yeah. And they built really like a broadcast center out of the parking garage. That's cool. And I was talking to uh, one of the guys who was involved. We did an interview with him. And he goes, uh, you know where you're standing, right? And I looked down. I go, no. He goes, you're standing in LeBron James's parking spot. And I was like. Really? Because I go, I go, wow. He's like, yeah. He goes, this whole area here, LeBron parks right here, and then the other guy from Cleveland parked right there. But because um, that's when he played for the Cavs. Wow. And I was like, that's wild. I, and they pumped in air conditioning. I mean, it was an amazing thing. Google, I don't know why, but Google showed up at the Republican National Convention. They set up a free coffee bar with pastries and snacks. So every morning, I'd walk in. Shaney B was there. I'm surprised. Sorry, I'm still stuck on that, but go on. That Google did it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, half the people thought they were gonna, trying to poison us. That's what I was thinking. I was <laughs> like, I wonder what they put in there. I mean, no, I was like, Shaney B, you take a bite first. Make sure you're okay. <laughs> you didn't pass that? Okay, good, I'll have some. I know, but we, so we would walk up into the parking garage. Yeah. And we'd go right, make a beeline for the Google booth. We'd get the coffee and whatever else. We'd go to the little. We'd go to LeBron James's parking spot and we'd do the Herman Cain show. Oh, that's cool. Herman would roll in later. Herman rolled in like right when the show started. See, that's down. what stresses me out. If you ever do that, mm. I hate it. In fact, it was- You've done it. What? Walked in like five minutes before the show starts, and it gives me anxiety. I mean, look, if it's good enough for Herman Cain- I know. Herman Cain, but it was funny because at the uh, convention, because he had already run for president at that time. Yeah. So it was not his first rodeo. No. And when he walked, it was, we were, when you walk into the convention, you could go left or you could go right. And then there was a long hallway either way. Our booth was to the right and at the very end. Okay. So once you walked in, you still had to go like maybe, I don't know, 50 yards, 60 yards to get okay. to the booth. Yeah. Well, when you're Herman Cain at the Republican National Convention, 60 yards. 60 yards takes about an hour to walk. You're kidding. Because you walk in the place and, and people, you get swarmed. Yeah. And people say, hi, are you Ben Carson? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that, was, that was the airplane. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's running up to him and like, can you come over to the booth later? And he was so cordial and so nice. He wanted to talk to everybody. He's the best. He wanted to take pictures of that, but he wanted to give everyone five minutes. And it drove Shaney Bean crate like nuts. He was like, dude, we have to be, you have to talk to thousands and th hundreds of thousands of people in like 30 seconds. This is why you have to have hand sanitizer with you at all times. Because I have to talk to hundreds of thousands of people in 30 seconds? No, all the time. Like, oh. when, when, like, you know how he would take an hour? Yeah. Yeah, because like you, I know how you are with your hand sanitizer. I got, I'm going to get you like plane approved, you know. What are you talking about? What do you mean? What does that have to do with me broadcasting from the- Because you're going to be saying so, hi to so many people. No one's going to, it's not going to be like Herman. No, there'll be like one person that I'm knows I'm trying me. to pump up your ego I like you've asked me to do. I appreciate that. I appreciate you doing that. No, but if I walk into the, <laughs> I mean, look, here's what's going to happen. First of all, maybe two people are going to be there and they're not going to want to talk to, they're going to they're gonna be like, see that guy? Avoid him at all costs. Skinhead. Eight right five. <laughs> Well, I mean, never mind. Eight five five nine four zero mark is more on that coming up. Damon is in West Palm Beach, Florida. Hi, Damon. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Dave? Oh, Mark? doing great, Damon. Thank you so much for asking. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say today? I was just wondering, did Matt Gates open a can of worms? Did he By, open a can uh, of worms? What kind of worms? Well, if the Democrats can get enough Republicans to go over, we may have a Democratic speaker. Uh, I don't think any Republicans are going to vote for a Democratic speaker. I think they'd rather go without. It's not, you know, it's uh, that would be a tough sell to, to have a Republican majority with a Democrat speaker. Is it unheard of? I mean, or is it impossible? No, it's not impossible. 
And with some of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, sometimes you do question it. But what's more likely to happen is that Speaker McCarthy is going to have to get the help of the Democrats and the Democrats are going to have to bail him out, which weakens him as a it makes him indebted to the Democrats. Number one, and he's going to have to they're going to they're not just going to give him votes. They're going to give him votes in return for something else. So, yes, what Matt Gates did by calling for the vote to vacate, uh, basically, here's how this is going to work out. If Kevin McCarthy loses his speakership, then the new speaker will be somebody that Matt Gates and the, uh, you know, the um, MAGA coalition and the House of Representatives, the, the America First voting block of, of conservative representatives that they approve of. Somebody like, oh, I don't know, a Jim Jordan or a Byron Donalds or somebody else. Um, that would be my guess. If, however, Kevin McCarthy comes out on top and he remains in power with or without the help of Democrats, then he's going to have solidified his position and he's going to become impervious. It's kind of like, you know, this happens all the time. We were talking about it with Canada uh, because I just came back from there and because Justin Trudeau is a tyrant. And one of the things that happened was he called an election during COVID to see, because people were complaining about him and they were complaining about the way he was treating people. They were complaining about this, that, and the other. And in Canada, it's one of those places like the, the UK where you can call an election like at any time. So he called a general election and everybody had the ability to go and vote his ass out. Say, be, get behind me, Satan, get behind me. But they didn't. They voted him back in by a narrow margin. And all of a sudden, boom, it looked like he had a mandate because he called an election on himself and he won it. And that basically made him uh, made him believe that he's all powerful. And turns out that he is in Canada and his power is being used to thwart freedom. Now, Gavin Newsom had a similar situation with the recall election in California. He didn't call that on himself. But there were signatures. There was a uh, there was a big uh, debate about it, and they got the recall election to go forward. Well, he survived it, and by surviving it, he became even more powerful. So now we've got Kevin McCarthy in the same position. Kevin McCarthy now they've got to they've got to do this vote, and if he's voted out, if they vote to vacate his speakership, then there's someone else is going to come in. But if he remains, if he stays a steadfast, and if he's able to rally enough votes, then no one's going to be able to topple him again. And he's going to be able to get away with probably uh, probably a lot more. But it will require deals to be made with Democrats. And that's where it's going to get that's where it's going to get really difficult for him. 855-940-MARK is our number. Now, Kevin McCarthy said he won't seek a deal with Democrats to keep his post. This is from uh, DNYUZ. Speaker Kevin McCarthy said on Tuesday that he would not try to broker a deal with Democrats to defeat a hard right effort to oust him, even though he has little chance of hanging on to his leadership post without their support. In an interview on Squawk Box, McCarthy said Democrats would decide whatever they're going to do and we will live with whatever happens. Democrats haven't asked for anything in exchange for voting to support him, McCarthy said, and I'm not going to provide anything. Yeah, but see, the problem is, and this is an issue not just with Kevin McCarthy, but with a lot of, a lot of politicians, the problem is that he's in this position because he made deals and he made promises that he didn't keep. Matt Gates said it. Nancy May said it on The View yesterday, which we'll play for you here in just a minute. He made promises that he didn't keep. And now Matt Gates is calling him out on saying, look, you made these promises. You made these deals. You didn't uh, live up to your end of the bargain. So now we're done. Now we're getting rid of you. We're bringing in somebody else. And in doing that, he's basically proven to the Democrats that he can't keep his word. So why would they make a deal with him? He's basically damaged goods, in my opinion. I do feel, however, that in the end, uh, he will... 
I don't know. I feel like in the end, Kevin McCarthy's not going anywhere. He's one of those, you know, he's one of those survivors. He's He's been waiting this long. I don't think he's going to give up the speakership now. But again, you know, I could be wrong. 855, probably not. 8559, but it could happen. 855-940-6275 is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, let's go to Nancy Mace for just a minute. Because again, like I said, she's popping up everywhere. She's on the, she's on C-SPAN yelling, uh, dropping the S-bombs. She's going viral on the internet for her sexcapades with her fiance. And yesterday she was on The View. And on the view yesterday, Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg, you know how Whoopi Goldberg is. She goes, she goes a little cray cray. Well, they were talking about abortion and women's rights. And Whoopi Goldberg wanted to know why it wasn't a woman's right to have an abortion. I'm saying to you, Science isn't is that, isn't that your choice to make that decision? Why am I, a, why do you want me to go with your belief when that is not my belief? I, because I'm not sure it's a belief. Yeah. And she's basically playing the religious card saying, look, for, for religious reasons, you believe abortion is bad, but I don't. So why does the government have to force me to make your belief my belief? And that's not what it is at all. You know, there are religions and uh, cults and things like that that believe, uh, you know, human sacrifice is there. They believe in human sacrifice. You know what we have to do? We got to we gotta need some rain. So we got to sacrifice somebody to the uh, to the gods. All right. I'll rock, paper, scissors you for it. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. All right. Put me up on the spire and light the fire. Uh, that you know that, but that's murder. That's illegal. The government has said, "I'm sorry, that's wrong." We, you know, we respect life more than that. We apologize that your religious beliefs or your personal beliefs lead you to believe that by sacrificing a live human, killing them basically, uh, you know, burning them on a fire, drinking their blood, whatever, we believe that that is against the law, and um, therefore we are not going to allow you to get away with that. Um, it's illegal to do so. That's the, it's not the, it's not your belief. There are people that believe that they should be able to marry and have sexual relations with children. Well, that doesn't matter. It's still against the law because the government has said, it doesn't matter what you believe. You may believe that your dog would make a great wife, but guess what? You can't marry that B word because the, see what I did there? That was good. Because, because man, my wife's a real B word. No, really. Come here, come here, come here, Sally. Uh, you can't do that because the government has said that's against the law. So beliefs don't really factor into law. This has nothing to do with religion. This has to do with respecting and protecting the lives of Americans whenever they begin. And that's the real question. Well, Nancy Mace tried to ask her question, and of course, that's when Whoopi Goldberg just lost right, it. Right, to do whatever they want. In California yes. and New York, it's all the way up until nine months. Other states... No, but, oh, let's, let's it stop is. that. No, 100%. But no, one, no one, no one, no doctor, no no hospital, but, no one will take a baby at nine months well, you're, for an abortion. You want to push I'm me on my limits. But Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden will not give you their limits. And we're having this conversation. Why I don't are we understand talking about what, the men? I, I missed what you just what said, but I'm just saying... What about the men who are rapists? There well, are some isn't it amazing how Whoopi Goldberg just will not shut up and let her answer the question? She's trying to answer the question, and Whoopi's like, "What are you saying? I wasn't listening." Yes, absolutely. Oh wait, what? I wasn't listening again. It's it's a wonder people still go on this program, but I guess they do. Yeah, then why isn't it my choice if this happened? If what happened to you happened to my daughter, raped. that's what's happening. If what in happened States. to you happened to my daughter. Why isn't it my choice if she's twelve? Well, and it, pregnant. I, I agree with you. She's acknowledging so, yeah, some acts. I, I, well, I, I agree with I, you on that. Rape and incest. It's so clear, isn't it? <laughs> now you've got the other one. Elizabeth, what's her name? Alyssa Farrah Griffin. Now they're all chiming in. Uh, it's amazing to me how the, the view 
points on The View parrot and continue to come up with these extraordinary cases because Whoopi Goldberg and everyone else, again, they want you to believe that the Democrats have no or have limitations on what they will allow people to do with, quote unquote, their bodies. They want you to believe that these instances of rape and incest are the norm, when really what's happening with the abortion issue is that it is a form of birth control for the majority of people who are using it. And that's what the Republicans are trying to stop. Whoopi Goldberg is saying, your beliefs do not get to be imposed on me Yet, at the same time, the Democrats are always trying to impose their beliefs on everyone else. For example, Donald Trump didn't believe that the election was on the up and up. Donald Trump didn't believe that the election was fair. Donald Trump didn't believe that in Georgia and other places, the election was not interfered with. Well, who is the state? Who is Jack Smith? Who is, uh, you know, who is um, you know, the uh, state of Georgia? Who are these people to say that their beliefs that yes, this election was totally legit. Yes, this election was fraud proof. Yes, this election was on, it was normal. No situations whatsoever that you need to be worried about. Who are they to impose their beliefs on Donald Trump? They're the Democrat party. And uh, you know, things only want run one way. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Listen, we gotta take a quick break. We'll grab a couple more of your phone calls here in just a minute. 855-940-MARK. Uh, stay tuned, don't go anywhere. More Mark K Show is coming up right after this. Five nine four zero Mark is our number eight five five nine four zero six two. No. Why are you shaking your head, Anna? You know why? Oh, okay. it, was, it, was it was enough getting somebody to the door. You don't want to talk to Karen either. I'm just, I'm, not, I'm wanting to not sweat anymore today. Hey, Karen, what's up? Mark K is the stupidest idiot ever to be on the airways oh. they are today. I think Rush Limbaugh was much better than he is. I think Rush Limbaugh was a but better radio show host <laughs> oh hello is yep. that it okay. yep. Karen oh I guess I guess that's it I guess we're done hello yeah okay well she's gone anyway well Karen thank you so much yeah she's out uh, thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for playing we appreciate yeah, Rush Limbaugh that's she's referring to my Katriot dispatch this morning where I spoke about uh, the late great Rush Limbaugh I didn't know Karen was a Rush Limbaugh shouldn't strike me as the kind of like a Rush Limbaugh fan. I have a theory. What's your theory? She doesn't actually like Rush Limbaugh either. She just wants you to know how much she hates you that she thinks. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's not that she likes what Rush Limbaugh said or oh, anything. Oh, yeah. That she makes sense. She just wants you to know how much you suck. I hated Rush Limbaugh. He was the worst host ever until you came along. And now I think Rush Limbaugh is a much better host he's than you. He's a peach. You. Yeah, he's the greatest guy ever. You're I mean, a plum. He's a <laughs> You're the pits. Yes. There you go. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-9. Anyway, thank you so much. What was I doing? What was I talking about before that? I don't know. You just, uh... I got all thrown abortion, off. Abortion. Nancy Mace. That's no, all right. Um, 855-940-MARK okay. is our number. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Nancy Mace and abortion. So this vote apparently is happening soon. They're voting today on Matt Gates's push to topple McCarthy as Speaker of the House. And uh, we'll see what we'll uh, dip into, uh, you know, C-SPAN if they carry it live here in just a minute, if it is during the show. Because, again, this is uh, not the first time 
but hopefully, you know, it probably won't be the last time, but it is, uh, it is an interesting moment. Um, and if Kevin McCarthy can survive the vote, then he remains speaker and also becomes much more powerful. If he doesn't survive the vote, well, then moving forward, we're going to be getting a new Speaker of the House. And I don't know that I've heard any names that have been thrown into the mix. I don't know. I think Matt Gates just wants Kevin McCarthy gone. I don't know that he's got his eye on anyone in particular to take his place. So that should be kind of fun. Um, anyway, we'll follow that along. We'll bring more of your phone calls here in just a minute. Some red state prices right about 30 minutes away. Don't go anywhere, folks. More Mark K Show next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marque Show. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855. Hannah's mad because she's like, wait a minute. You're booking all this stuff for yourself. What about me? Am I even going? Yeah. A hundred. Hello? Your microphone's not on. It is on. No, it's not. Hello? There, oh, there it is. is. <laughs> I was like, it's a hundred percent on here. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 100% I am. Oh, all right. Listen, good. Well, I got to fight for a spot in this world. Well, listen, here's the thing. Like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm covering my own butt right now. We'll see what happens with the rest you're of the but we'll, we'll get you there. Also, you're going to have a newborn baby. Okay, again, this child, he will be seven months old. Right. And my mother has so graciously offered to help. What about your husband? Is he going to help my husband? Oh, help your husband. I got it. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All Which right. also. It'll be fine. It'll is it gonna be fine. Would you ask Casey that if he if there was a trip for him in in July that he was supposed to go on for work? I mean, what I say, you have a newborn baby. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Probably not. Okay, okay, fine. I mean, I didn't mean to like insult you or anything. I was just saying women tend to have a much tighter bond with their newborns than men do. Oh yeah, absolutely. But okay. by that time, like. But by that time, six months, you'll be bored with it already. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I have a job. Oh, okay, all right. And there's a job to do. And you wouldn't ask me that if it was my husband I'm in the just, same position. I bet, I mean, you don't have to take it personally. I was just asking. I'm not taking it personally. What if you're pregnant again? I'm really hoping that's not the case. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, there's ways. Yeah, I, did I did tell him, I was like, I want to wait at least a year. At least, yeah, that's probably so. Yeah. <laughs> 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. You know what we need to do is we need to find out where Brian Kilmeade is staying. And what? Because I want to make sure that it's not as close. Oh, I thought you were like, in Crash's party. I want to find out where those Fox people are staying. <laughs> Eight, oh, we should have a party. That's what we Yo, should do. Your loft looks real nice. It sure does. Oh, Hannah, I sent Hannah the picture. She was looking at this goal and she goes, oh, there's a gym. Okay, but it looks, okay, <laughs> to be fair. Let me tell you the one place I will not be going the entire week that I'm there. But what were you excited about? The gym. There's a pool table. <laughs> Billiards. Yeah, I mean, why not? Have like a couple <laughs> beers, shoot some, maybe we'll invite Brian Kilmeade over for some eight ball. I mean, pool. Oh, I'm actually really good at pool. If you want somebody to like, I'll hustle him. You're going to hustle Brian Kilmeade at pool? Yeah. Really? 100%. Oh, I'm excited That's for true. that. <laughs> You're definitely coming now. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right. Just a moment ago, I wandered uh, to the kitchen, but because I had my headphones in, I was still able to hear Hannah babbling about something to our live stream. And Hannah, tell everyone what the uh, push alert you just got was all about. Yo. Okay. So have you heard any of the conspiracies about this Um the, the alert that's going to come tomorrow. All right, on let's the get phone. to the headline first and then we'll Sorry, talk. Sorry, okay, yeah. the headline says, heads up, everyone's phone will sound an alert at 2.20 p.m. tomorrow. Open app to find out why. Yeah, this is a, this is a FEMA alert right. on Wednesday, October 4th. In the United States of America, the Federal Emergency Manage Management Agency will test its wireless emergency alert system. 
at 2.20 p.m. Eastern, people will receive a message on their mobile phones that reads, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. In addition to the message, your phone will vibrate and play a special sound that's similar to an alarm. I was able to get... I was able to get my hands on that alarm. Would you like to hear what your phone is going to play tomorrow? Yeah, but I think I'm going to turn my phone off, but it, yes. Okay, it's going to sound like this. Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> that was so much better than I thought. 220. Ooh, don't. That could be an alarm. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway, that's the thing. So now FEMA is, um, in addition, let's see, your phone will vibrate and play a special sound that's similar to an alarm. Even, this is the crazy part, if your iPhone is on silent... So, if you've okay, silenced cool. your iPhone, it's still going to force through the sound and the vibration. Oof. Do you know what that reminds me of? When our phones all went off at like 4 a.m. that one time. Oh, because of the Amber Alert? And everyone was so, yeah. so bad. Uh, the alert will appear in Spanish for users who set their device for that language. FEMA says the test will run within a 30-minute window. So, if your phone is off at the start of the test but then turned on during the window, you will get the message. The test mes message should be sent only once, accompanied by a unique tone and vibration, both repeated twice and not played continuously. You can delete the message after it is received. Uh, FEMA is conducting the test to check for effectiveness. WEA is part of FEMA's integrated public alert and warning system, which is used to send authenticated emergency messages to the public through multiple communications networks, yada, 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 yada. Now, interesting to me that this is happening in October while there is uh, an election that is starting to brew, while Joe Biden's poll numbers continue to decline. And yes, this is bordering a little bit on Conspiracy Theory Thursday, but let's not forget what Alexa told us about World War III. World War III starts on November 23rd, 2023 at 6.05 p.m. when Russia launches an attack against Germany. All right, so that's November. Uh, this is October. They're probably testing it to make sure they can get the information out. Also, there are other thoughts about them being able to hack into your phone and this, that, and the other, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but at the same time, it does... the Timing is suspect. The timing is very suspect that when Joe Biden is facing probably, I mean, utter defeat at the hands of Donald Trump, then uh, what we're starting to see is what appears to be the government run by Joe Biden, FEMA. Again, and we all remember, we all remember FEMA. We all remember the CDC. We all remember COVID uh, taking control of everybody's cell phones for at least 30 minutes. That is something that is very, very sketch. Yo. Yes. Should we have our phones turned off from 1.50 p.m., so 30 minutes before the test, to 2.50 p.m., so 30 minutes after the test, just as like an abundance of caution? Well, I don't know. I think, I feel like I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. So I was going to leave my phone on. Maybe I'll leave my leave burner. Yes. Well, my burner phone? Your unimportant phone. All right. So, so, all right. So what's the plan? So you said, I said 30 minutes... If it goes off at 2.20, we they could just- They said there's a 30-minute window, There's a 30-minute window starting so we, at 2.20. Oh, it starts at 2. Okay, so it doesn't mean it could be before. Correct. So from, okay, 220 so from 2.20 to 250. 2.50. All right. So what do you- So you're suggesting a what? Like 2.15, we turn off our phone? Yeah. All right. And we'll, and we'll be live on the air tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and so what we'll do is we'll remind everybody, tomorrow at 2.15, turn off your phones. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're using your phone to stream the Mark K show- in which case, that would be bad. I have a second question. What's your second question? Is this 2.20 our time 
like Eastern? Is this just Eastern or is this, um, you know, for our central people, is it going to go off at one one twenty their time? At 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so, so it's it'll everyone. one twenty central. Okay. That's a good that's a good point, Anna. Okay. So at 2.15 p.m. Eastern or 1.20 central time, uh, this alarm is going to sound at 2.15 or 1.15, mm-hmm. we will tell you, hey, go ahead and turn off your phone. And then 30 minutes later or 35 minutes later, we'll just make it safe. We'll be like at 2.55. So right before we go, right before we end the show, yeah. we'll remind everybody, uh, turn your phones back on. Herein lies another problem. What's that? We have a lot of app listeners. I mean, they're going to have to chance it. They're going to have to. I I mean, I don't want to lose the listeners. I'm just saying it's for their own safety. But for your safety, yeah, turn off your phone. 855. <laughs> that's probably, you know what? Now that I think about it, that's probably why they're doing it during our show. Because they know that this show is a source of information and truth and that a lot of people that listen to it question the government. They're not really, you know, they're not really trusting of anybody. They have, they love their freedoms. They love their liberty. And now they're trying to figure out a way to get people to not listen to us. So by doing this test and by telling everybody, hey, you can turn off your phone if you want to, then they know that they're going to uh, steal some of our listeners and those people will be deprived of the truth for about an hour tomorrow. Yeah, they'll be okay. They're strong. They'll make it through. And then, of course, Thursday, the next day, we'll hear all your conspiracy theories about it. 855-940-MARK if you're trying to get through. Brandon's in Tulsa. What's up, Brandon? How you doing? Good, Mark. How are you today? Doing very good. Uh, Doing very well. What do you want to say, Brandon? Well, I was calling about the Trump fraud case and, you know, regarding justice, I don't know, Arthur, whatever his name is, and Letitia James. Am I wrong on this? If you get selected for jury duty you have to answer a series of questions to prove that you're an impartial juror. Yeah. And, and, you know, if that's the standard, it seems like justices should be held to the same standard. You know, I've never been a juror, Yeah. although I have been waitlisted by uh, Tulsa's finest justice system. <laughs> although, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It just seems crazy. You, you you hear the audio of Letitia James, you know, saying that she's going to sue him. You know, she just made it very clear how much she hates him. Yeah. And then you've got this this guy. You know, you you played the audio earlier. Sure. But how how can you guys be fair? How how can this even be a fair case? Well, it's really the. I mean, we know that we know that attorneys general are not. I mean, a lot of them are elected. It's an elected position in a lot of cases. And so just by by the state of being elected, you know you're not impartial. You're you're chosen by one particular demographic group or the other, and you have to campaign and you have to run on a platform. And much like uh, Rashida Tlaib and a lot of these other squad members and House members, they ran on the platform of we hate Donald Trump, we're going to impeach him. And they won because there's a lot of people in their districts. So uh, you can't really blame the attorneys general. They They are going to be people that have to fulfill their promises to the voters the judge on the other hand this guy is a this guy is a wackadoodle the fact that he's up there saying i know i'm being recorded and yet admitting that he will use whatever tools he has at his at his uh disposal to overturn jury cases not because there was something wrong with the jury selection or a juror lied just because he disagrees with the jury yeah that's a real issue and there should be some kind of ethics investigation. In fact, uh, this was the clip we played earlier, if you missed it. This is this is the judge, and there's no jury in this trial. This is a civil trial with a judge. There's no jury. This is the guy deciding Donald Trump's fate. Listen to what he said earlier. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where, like, oh, my, my, 
heaven's sake. How could they have thought that? Well, I have a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. By the way, he messes up the, he doesn't even know what he calls a jury uh, something or other, but it's judgment after the verdict. Um, and this is the guy that's, that's arguing Donald Trump's case who admitted on tape. Yeah, you know, sometimes I do that. I look at the jury and I go, they're just, uh, they're just crazy. There's no way reasonable people could think that way. So not only is he now playing judge, he's also playing jury and he's playing psychologist because even though I don't think he has a medical degree, just based on what the jury returns as their verdict, he's now trying to figure out if these 12 people are, 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 are missing, you know, part of their, uh, you know, cerebral cortex. Are these 12 people mentally sta stable? And again, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's a requisite to be a juror in New York City, but this guy uh, seems to think differently. It doesn't matter. He's a vigilante justice, and he's he's now being scrutinized. So I think if Donald Trump does lose, which if this is your judge, probably you will, uh, you do have great grounds for appeals, not just at the local and the federal level or at the state level, but at the federal level as well. And bringing the judge into account, bringing his past statements, bringing his actions, even the video of him smiling and smirking at the camera yesterday, all of that can be brought up, um, brought into question, depending on the outcome of this trial. The biggest, the biggest argument that they made yesterday and that they continue to make is that this is a victimless trial. This is a victimless trial. Nobody stepped forward and said Donald Trump's company has been committing fraud. Nobody stepped forward and said Donald Trump is a con man. Nobody stepped forward and said, I need you to investigate this because I believe Donald Trump took advantage of me and my bank. I believe that Donald Trump inflated these prices or inflated the valuations so he could get a loan that he wasn't going to get any other way. No, there's no bank that is missing payments. There's no bank that was jilted. There's no bank that is complaining. Probably the banks are thrilled because they made a lot of interest payments off of Donald Trump. I mean, when you loan somebody billions of dollars, you're making a lot of money off that money. And now, by shutting down Donald Trump's corporation, there's going to be a lot of investors and a lot of bankers and a lot of other people who are going to be losing cash. Um, all, because, all because this attorney general is upset and angry and hates Donald Trump and makes, wants to make an example out of him. And she's working in conjunction with the Department of Justice and the Democrat Party to make sure that Donald Trump's reputation is sullied and his his uh, you know campaign schedule is interfered with, and that he won't be able to run and win and become president again because that is their overall that is their overall goal. Eight five five nine four zero. Mark Brandon, thanks so much for calling. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll squeeze in a few more of your phone calls here in just a minute. Uh, and red state prices right is coming up in a few too. Don't go anywhere, folks. More Mark K show next. Show. My name is Mark K. 855 Preston called in. Thank you, Preston. And Preston said, hey, remember, remember, if you work overnight, if you work like third shift, turn your phone all the way off when you go to bed because you don't want to be woken up by the damn government uh, with their female alarms going off, which is true. In fact, the last time we had, there's a feature on your phone. I don't know if you know, if you remember this. Someone told me after the last Amber Alert that you can actually go on your phone, especially if you have an iPhone. I don't know about the other phones. But if you have an iPhone, you can go in and you can turn off those emergency alerts. Yeah. Like, for example. I don't know if it counts for this one, though. I don't think it does. But we'll find out. Because I turned off mine. So Because we were in church one day and there was an Amber Alert or a Silver Alert or yeah. something. And the whole congregation just got that tone. That happened to us a few Sundays ago. Yeah. And so I turned it off and now I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, because I figure, look, if everyone else is getting it, 
I'll know something's up. I don't need it to, you know, on the off chance that I happen to be alone somewhere sleeping, I'd like to continue to sleep when that Amber Alert comes in. Because you're not checking license plates while you're sleeping. What do you mean? Because, you know, a lot of times with the Amber Alert, it comes like vehicle. Oh, when I'm driving? Yeah, No, So, it's, but you're saying when you're sleeping. So I'm like, you're not, oh, yeah, yeah, you're I'm not, not looking at right. license plates when you're I'm sleeping. I'm not looking for the Ford Mustang with the uh, Colorado plate and the, you know, uh, adult male and the young girl. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That I don't, I mean, that I'm That sounds I, horrible, but it's true. Well, that's what the Amber Alerts are. They're, they're abducted children or, yeah. you know, there's, it's usually like some jilted parent in a divorce scheme took one of the babies yeah. they weren't supposed to and- all it's usually the, custody battle. You, you know all that stuff. Yeah. Um, my favorite are the silver alerts because those are- Those are like, the old people, right? Those are old people the get lost. typically. Right, and they get lost somewhere. I mean, not my favorite, like, it's my favorite. It's, it's sad. Just, Do you remember the one guy? Nope, I was going to get really sad. I'll be honest with you. I feel it's maybe a little offensive to call it a silver alert. But you know why they do. I know why they do. I'm just saying. Why is that offensive? Yeah, it's just it's, nature. It's offends me. 855, you know it would be really offensive if you were like 40-something <laughs> and you went missing and they put a silver alert. I mean- like, what is the cutoff? At what point does it go from being an Amber Alert to a Silver Alert? To be fair. Is there nothing in the middle? Like, what if it's like a like a 30-year-old? Is that an Amber Alert? I I don't know. Well, you got you to do that I think we're, I'm, I'm in the safe range, you know? People don't want to abduct, abduct a 28-year-old. Well, I mean, well, I'm not going to say anything. 855-940-MARK <laughs> <laughs> is our number. 855-940-6200. 7-5. Uh, we've got some red state prices right coming up. Is that right, Hannah? That's right, Mark. Uh, this is going to be very exciting. We've got some RK Show prize packs. If you'd like to win one, all you have to do is give us a buzz. 855-940-MARK. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-627. We are waiting on the House vote in the on the motion that was put forth by Florida Senator, uh, Florida Representative, pardon me, Matt Gates. The gentleman will state the form of his resolution, declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. And this, of course, is because Kevin McCarthy in his bitter battle to become the House Speaker made all kinds of concessions and promises and, uh, you know, greased a lot of palms and said, yes, I'll do this. No, I won't do that. Yes, I'll do this. No, I won't do that. And now, fast forward, what has it been, Hannah? We decided nine months? Yeah, since nine the, months. Yeah, since the Speaker became, well, the Speaker. Nine months later, Matt Gates is saying, look, buddy, we gave you your chance and you didn't do this, you didn't do that, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. But the worst thing you could have possibly done is side with the Democrats, work with the Democrats to get this continuing resolution for 45 more days to raise this the uh, the budget spending um, or the, uh, the uh, limit so that we would avoid a government shutdown when a government shutdown is what we need. Because we need to make sure that the government is run fiscally in a, or in a fiscally responsible manner. And we can't just kick the can down the road like everybody else did. Kevin McCarthy went back on his word. Matt Gates did not. He brought that motion, and now we are waiting, waiting for that to happen. It may happen in an hour. It may happen in half an hour. It may happen in two hours. It may happen while we're playing one of our favorite games, Red State, Price is Right, which begins, are you ready? Yes. Right now. <laughs> Moments ago, and we're going to get into the rules here in just a minute. Moments ago, Hannah asked if her name could be Shania Twang yeah, when she played this game. At which point I pointed out to her, her actual name is Hannah Hickox. 
Uh-huh. Which might be more red statey than Shania Twain. And we found out it sure is. So Hannah Googled the entomology of her name. And what did you find out about the origins of your uh, last name Hickox, which comes from the root word hick and the other root word ox? ox. <laughs> anyway, what did you find out there when you when you Don Lemoned yourself? So Hickox. Yeah. <laughs> It says descendant of a little hick. I kid you not. <laughs> descendant of a little hick. Yeah. I, that's the best definition well, I've ever says, heard of. It. it doesn't say a little hick. It says descendant of little hick. Descendant of little hick. Which I'm going to take as descendant of a little hick. Yeah, I would say. So you're even even littler hick. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, this is the littlest hick. I think we're going <laughs> to. That's a great children's book. The littlest hick. Yes. <laughs> By Hannah Hickox. Yes. All right, so I think uh, we're going to stick with Hannah Hickox and not Shania Twang. I'm, I'm um, fine with But that. look, that's a great stripper name, you know, if you ever. Why would I be a stripper? I'm not saying if you. I Can I finish my sentence? Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to. You just assumed what I was going to say. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855. <laughs> Let's meet our contestants, shall we? Please. Up first from Nevada, we've got Amy. Hi, Amy. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K hey. Show. Oh, I can't wait to play. Oh, Thank you. I, I can't either. Now, Amy, you may or may not come from a red state, depending on the year. It wasn't a red state last time around, but hopefully next time around it will be. Do you feel confident that you know what kind of items red staters spend their money on and how much those items cost? Oh, absolutely. Las Vegas is the only blue part of Nevada. Well, I guess you're right about that. All right, you're going to be playing against Jack from Oklahoma. And, man, they don't get much redder than Oklahoma. How you doing, Jack? Thanks That's for calling right. the Mark Show. Good, you? Oh, doing great, Jack. Uh, you feel confident that you're going to do fine in this game as well, huh? Absolutely. All right, now here's how this game works to refresh your memory. Hannah Hickox, descendant from Little Hick. Howdy. <laughs> she's going to be reading you uh, descriptions of items that are, that are you know, potentially popular in red states. Oh, yeah. All you have to do is tell us how much you think that item costs, the actual retail price. And uh, whoever gets closest gets a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins the Marque Show prize pack, which is priceless. Price less. Uh, all right, Amy, uh, Jack, any questions before we begin? Nope. All right, then I'm going to hand it on over, over to Hannah Hickox for the very first item. What you got, Hannah? All right, y'all ready for this? Mm hmm. This is the Trump branded red solo insulated cups. It's a set of six. It's a classy set of red, white, and blue insulated cups featuring double wall insulation to keep your favorite beverage crisp and refreshing. Each cup displays the signature Trump logo, and the set features two cups. In each color of red, white, and blue. Are they disposable or reusable? No, they're reusable. They're, oh, the, they're you know those thick. They ones. look like the solo cups, the but thick they're boys. Yeah, yeah. The th okay. Uh, all right, Amy. How much for the six uh, re reusable insulated red, white, and blue Trump solo cups? I would say seventy six dollars. Seventy six dollars. Okay. Yikes. Uh, that's not some Las Vegas prices if I ever heard of. Uh, can you just want a blackjack? Congratulations. Would you like some $76 cups? Uh, Jack, what do you think? One dollar. You're going with one dollar. All right. Hannah Hickox. <laughs> Hannah Hickox, what is the actual retail price? $36. Thirty-six dollars. Gotta do some math. That's you gotta do some math. Oh, Jack, I mean. You got, you got the point, but that was a close. That could have gone either way. All right, nicely done. Uh, <laughs> listen up. Here is item number two. Ms. Hickox, take it away, please. All right. This is the Reagan Raptor T-shirt. <laughs> the what? The Reagan Raptor T-shirt. It's a relaxed <laughs> fit cotton tee with a print of former President Ronald Reagan riding his signature Velociraptor into battle. Did he have a signature Velociraptor? 
Maybe. You don't know. He well, was a movie star. Well, Nancy, <laughs> I gotta go to battle. Saddling up the old Velociraptor. This is in a parallel Taking universe. A Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall or my Velociraptor will do it for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, signature uh, Reagan Velociraptor T. Jack, what do you think? What's the actual retail price? Uh, $15.99. $15.99. Amy, what do you think? $20. $20. All right, here we go. Hannah, what do we got? $21.99. Look at that. Wow. Amy on the comeback trail. All right, it is one <laughs> to one. You're both doing great. Hannah, the next item, poor favor. All right. This is the paperback book of wisdom from Joe Biden. Is, it, is, it, is it blank? It is a blank line okay. notebook, but it's paperback. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the paperback book of wisdom uh, by Joe Biden. How big is it? Does it say? It didn't say uh, about the size. It was it just, no. <laughs> okay, thank you, Joe Biden. Sorry. Um, you know. I was just trying to embody the real spirit right. of Joe Biden. What, good job. That was perfect. She was reading from the book verbatim. Uh, Amy, what do you think? How much for the paperback book of wisdom of Joe Biden? Blank lined pages. $15. $15. Jack? $16. $16. Dollars? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I can't assume. I need an actual oh, denomination. Okay. <laughs> it could be 16, 16 cents. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. All right. Uh, Hannah, what is the actual retail price? $7.99. Wow. <laughs> and probably worth every penny. Amy got another one. Nicely done. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Next item up for bids on the red state prices right. Hannah, hit us up. What do you got? All right. We got the Glock 43X Gen 4 Trump 9mm pistol. I love, I saw this one. Mm -hmm. This is the one he had on the TV the other day. With the gold TB oh, barrel. Man. Yeah. He wanted to buy one. He it's, was the Palmetto State Armory. Yeah, it's the Trump gun from the Palmetto State Armory. Jack, what do you think? The Trump gun from the Palmetto State Armory, was. he was checking it out the other day. Any idea what the actual retail price is? Uh, $275. Two dollars and seventy-five cents. Two hundred and seventy-five. Oh, right, Two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Okay, Amy, what do you think? Four hundred dollars. Have either of you ever purchased a handgun before? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, now Hannah, the <laughs> the so, actual retail price. So it's actually on sale right now. Oh. It's three hundred dollars off its regular, but it's still six hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Wow. <laughs> That's a high price gun. I mean, I yeah. think I think my my, my non-Trump Glock was four hundred and something dollars. Yeah, wasn't but it? this is you know all engraved and it's got the gold barrel. Remember? No. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go mm -hmm. home. I'm gonna get a sharpie and I'm just gonna write Trump on my Glock, and then I'm gonna sell it online for six hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> engrave it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get the I'll get the old uh, the what do you call it, the uh, Dremel? Yes, get the Dremel. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Knowing me, I'll misspell it and be like, what is, why did your gun say tramp, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. All right, so Amy got another point. I know. Nice and done, Amy. You're doing good. All right, uh, Hannah, would you have some more items? Oh, so many. This is so fun. I know. This All is right. so fun. What do you got for us? Uh, next up, Hannah Hickox. The Nancy Pelosi dog toy. It's for all breeds, and it comes with, guess what? A squeaker. Oh, of course it does. I had one of those. My dogs had one oh, of those. Oh, it's fantastic. It's 12 inches long. Yeah. Uh, it's about like five inches wide, mm -hmm. and it's made with durable polyester. Mm-hmm. And it smells like gin. 
Does it really? No, it doesn't. Oh. I know <laughs> uh, somebody, you know, back when we used to get mail here, yeah. before they told, before they got jealous and told us we couldn't get mail here anymore, mm -hmm. somebody sent me a couple of dog toys. Oh, they sure did. For the dogs. And one was the Nancy Pelosi chew toy. One was a Joe Biden chew toy. And they loved the Nancy. They ripped it to shreds. It oh, was wow. so fun. How it was long so did that take? I mean, it didn't take long at all. Okay. She's pretty... She's pretty She's not flimsy, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so the uh, the 12-inch Nancy Pelosi dog toy with squeaker. Let's see, Amy, Jack, Amy. Amy, you go first. How much do you think it is? Oh, $15. $15. Jack? I'll say $16. You'll say $16. Hannah, what is the actual retail price? $19.95. Wow. Look at that. And I know what you're thinking. It may seem pricey for a dog toy, but again, if you're if you're, it's fun. It's yeah, so fun it to watch. Sure is. Now, if your dogs are evil with it, because some dogs, you know what they do? They cuddle with their toys, or they carry them around. They treat them like Not actual. My dog. Uh uh. My dogs are. Tr they're looking to destroy that thing as quickly as possible. Same. And he likes when it squeaks because it reminds him of a dead animal. Mm. Dead animals don't squeak. Or Hannah. sorry, live animal that okay, he's that's, killing. That's, yeah, a dying animal. Dying animal. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> he's brutal. Yeah. Descendant from Lil Hicks, folks. That's right. Uh, all right, here we go. Here we go, Jack. You got yourself two points. Amy, you have yourself three points. We're going to the next item, please, Hannah Hickox. All right. A Trump-branded camo necklace. The marble dark brown tag is inspired by nature's camouflage, and the gold-filled Trump tag rests beautifully on it for a fall-themed look, perfect with a jean jacket or white button-down. Are these like dog tags? No, it's like a really beautiful little like marble necklace. Oh, and it has wow. a little gold piece over the top. Yeah. And it says one says Trump and what does the other one say? I, I believe it just says Trump. Oh, they both say Trump. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. No, 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 no. It, it's like a marble piece. Like, okay, you see my necklace here? Yeah, I do see it, yeah. So one is just the marble, pretty marble, and the other's like a gold one that lays on top of oh, it. Oh, I got it. And that and says Trump. And the gold Trump. one says Trump. And got then it. our marble one's just pretty marble. Oh, okay, just pretty marble. Pretty marble. <laughs> Not that ugly marble. No. All right, good. Uh, Jack, what do you think? We got the gold marble Donald Trump tag necklace, perfect with a jean jacket. Or a white button down. Or a white, <laughs> or, or, or a white, but of course it's a white button down. Uh, or a white <laughs> button down. What do you think, Jack? Is it actual gold or is it just gold plated or oh, gold colored? That is an excellent question, Hannah Hickox. Is it actual gold? Is it gold plated or is it just like spray painted on with it? Like I do sometimes with spray paint with the... Uh, the uh, spray paint, the, uh, what do you call it? So I didn't Rust call this one myself. Oh, yeah? Um, but I'm going to assume that it is at least a little bit of real gold. It's not real gold we're getting. Oh, it's not real no. gold. Okay. It's gold plated, maybe. Maybe gold gold dipped? Whatever, yeah. We can go with gold dipped. It ain't, it ain't, listen, it's, it ain't gold. <laughs> but it ain't uh, gold. <laughs> $35. $35. All right, $35. What do you think, Amy? I would say $100. Say $100. Okay. Uh, Hannah, what is the actual retail price? $72. You got to do some math. Well, hold on. Which means $100 is $28 away. Okay. But if you take 72 and subtract 35, that's 42. That's 37, right? I don't know. I'm gonna, is that right? I don't know. What Did you get closer by a dollar? 28 versus yeah. what? What's the actual retail price? $72. Okay, so so it's $28 on Amy's side. Okay. And if it's $72... Minus? I, there's too many numbers and I can't keep track of Usually, every other time you guys were like $1 apart. Now all of a sudden yeah, you're Yeah, what's doing happening? Uh, minus, minus 35. I'm 32 away. She's 28 away. Okay, so Amy gets it. All right, congrats. Oh, thank God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Listen, we didn't go to school for math. Whose folks. idea was it to come up with a math game? All right, we got one more. You want one more? Yeah, give me one more. Why not? All right, let's. Uh, this was this was a personal favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I might get these for my husband. It's a two pack of LED flashlights. They're fifty caliber tactical flashlights. They're durable, long lasting. Um, they're water resistant, and they're great for emergencies, camping, outdoors, hiking. Um, and it's it, it looks like gold on the outside, but this is real fake, fake gold. But it's, what is it? It's a 50 caliber? Yeah, 50 caliber. And it's a two-pack? So it looks like what? A bullet or something? Yeah. Oh, that's like cool. Like two 50 caliber flashlights. You're like, pow, pow. <laughs> how do, you get, how do they go? Pow, pow. Oh, okay, good. Batteries uh, not included. All right, two-pack of the 50 caliber flashlights, Amy, with batteries. Without batteries. Without batteries. Battery. Batteries not batteries included. Not, sorry, batteries not included. What do you think? I would say $35. $35. Jack? Uh, fifteen. Hannah, thirteen ninety nine. Which means Jack, you got that one. Uh, but with a score of four to three, that makes Amy our winner. Nicely done, hey. Amy. Very good. You uh, you got yourself a Mark Show prize pack headed your way, Jack. Hey, buddy, I appreciate you playing, and thanks for your good math skills too. Um, there's so many people on the live stream that are just that posting. Are Thirty-seven us. to twenty-eight, you idiot! It's thirty-seven <laughs> to twenty. It's just, that's all I see. Thirty-seven, twenty-eight, thirty-seven. 28. Uh, hang on. Hang they on. don't know the stress of doing math on air. I mean, come on, really, or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, Amy, hang tight. We're gonna hook you up. Everybody else, don't go anywhere. We've got more Marque show on the way. We'll be right back right after this. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. By the way, they're, right now they're, they're voting live in the House of Representatives on House Resolution 756, which is on ordering the previous question. Uh, so if you speak House, then you know what that means. If you don't speak House, we're getting to the bottom of it. Uh, but in the background, they're playing clips of Matt Gates, who's just been, I mean, he's been on a media tear ever since Monday. And they're, uh, you know, about ousting Speaker McCarthy. He's been asked questions about, this. is it about an ethics investigation? Is it about this, that, or the other? A lot of folks are saying that that the ethics investigation into Matt Gates has been slow rolled and that, uh, you know, the, Matt Gates is... Um, basically accused Kevin McCarthy of gaslighting him with this entire ethics investigation. It should have been over like a long time ago, but because Matt Gates is still, you know, waiting for the outcome, he hates Kevin McCarthy and that this is a personal vendetta. And, and, and uh, listen in for a second. The way I look at it is I'm, I'm trying to do a little house cleaning before he arrives. But he did have a big <laughs> impact during the speaker's race the first time. 15 ballots. We know Trump was calling members on the floor that night. Well, calling is not the same as impact. Do you think he's going to I wouldn't in? conflate those two. You don't think he like persuaded members to vote to support McCarthy? No. That night? McCarthy credited him for winning the speakership. Mm-hmm. So they're asking him now, they're like, is this a Donald Trump thing? Is this Donald Trump's thing? Now, keep in mind that Matt Gates is also tight with Donald Trump and that Matt Gates is, if he's looking to become the next uh, governor of the state of Florida, he's going to need help from Donald Trump. Um, he'll probably get it, but he doesn't, uh, you know, he probably doesn't. Donald Trump probably doesn't want any infighting. And I'm pretty sure that most people with Donald Trump being the head of the party, no matter what they say on the left, no matter what the news media tells you, no matter what they tell you in court, Donald Trump currently is the most likely person to become the presidential nominee. And if that's the case, if Donald Trump is a presidential nominee, he's automatically the head of the Republican Party and he leads the party in the direction where he believes it should go. And by being the head of the party, I have to imagine that the Speaker of the House of Representatives, one of the most outspoken and popular representatives and per- perhaps a future governor of one of the most important red states in the nation, I believe that they would all have to work pretty well together. Um, 
I believe Donald Trump would probably require that. Anyway, it's interesting. We're going to see this vote here in just a minute, how it shakes out. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break. We'll be right back. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Marquee Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. We're so excited that you're here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're watching Congress right now. We're watching what's going on in Congress. Um, because it, And this is the worst part about this whole thing. It's not that there's a civil war brewing in the Republican House of Representatives. It's not that we may have to, uh, you know, we may be without a speaker once again. It's that I've been watching more C-SPAN this year than in my entire life. And I don't, I don't know how much more C-SPAN I can take. But you know what? And their camera's crooked. It's really, it kind of annoys me. If you look at the uh, C-SPAN camera, look up at the top. See where the flag is? Yeah. It's crooked. And so it's the the flag looks crooked because the camera's not straight. And it's yeah. even worse online. It's it's such a, it's it's really annoying me. Like, I want to call somebody and be like, can you tilt the camera to the right, a skosh? Because it's just... <laughs> It's all. It's, it looks like you know. It looks like someone knocked into it. it happened in church. There is a uh, uh, picture of the the Virgin Mary that they hung okay. above the not the organ, the candelabra thing. Okay. And it was crooked for like weeks. And I did it and, not kill anyone else besides you. I mean, I said I was like I'm, I told my wife I go one day I'm we're get right before mass I'm gonna walk over and I'm gonna grab some like. I'm, I'm going to grab some of those little glue dots that you put yes, underneath the center, yes, yes, and like, yes. fix, and I'm going to just fix that thing because I can't, I can't. I that's can't all handle I'm, it. That's all I'm looking at. Uh, anyway, so we're watching C-SPAN, and, and so here's what's happening right now. Kevin McCarthy is about to leave his office as Speaker of the House, maybe for the last time as Speaker of the House, and he's going to go into the House because Matt Gates said we we ha I have this motion to vacate the chairmanship. Um, so he's the the first vote uh, that they're going to have is something called the vote to table the motion. And that means that people who like Kevin McCarthy or are friends of Kevin McCarthy or want Kevin McCarthy to continue on as speaker, they're just going to try to kill this thing before it becomes a thing. They're going to be like, you know what? This is stupid. Let's just table it. Let's put it off. Let's say not today. You know, like uh, let's let's pull a Kamala on this one and say, hmm, vacate the speakership. Um, not today. Um, not today. <laughs> uh, and then they're gonna have to vote on that. Now, the interesting thing about that is that according to Fox News, we're, we're just watching Chad Pergram report live from the Capitol building. According to Fox News, the Democrats, the leadership, uh, the uh, Democrats in the House of Representatives, Hakeem Jeffries, have already said they've told their members to vote no. No on tabling the vote. Why? Because they want there to be chaos in the Republican Party. They want there to be chaos on the right. They want all of this stuff to go on so that they can use it against the Republicans later on if it doesn't go their way and talk about how they waste time and they don't even know who's leading them and yada, yada, yada. So the first vote is, hey, guys, what do you say we just not vote on a new speaker and we put it away for some extended period of time? The Democrats are all going to vote no. Matt Gates and his coalition of conservative Republicans are going to vote no, and it'll probably move on to the second motion. The second motion is a motion to call for uh, the new election results. And that means that would be, hey, should we do this new election for speaker? And then they're going to be like, um, yeah, or no. The Democrats have already said, the leadership has already said, they're planning to vote yes on that one. Because again, in that instance, first you say, should we even do this? Or should, should we table it? Should we throw it away? Democrats are like, no, we want to see this happen. We want front row street seats. We got our popcorn. We're ready to go. 
the second vote is, okay, we're going to do this thing, and they vote, yes, we want to do it. And if that prevails, then there's no Speaker of the House, and we've got to do what we did in January all over again. Vote after vote after vote. There's got to be enough votes. There's got to be enough people agreeing on the right person for the job, and that person will become the Speaker of the House. Now, here's where it gets tricky. The first thing that could happen is when they're voting, because we're pretty sure it won't get tabled. We're pretty sure this thing's going to go forward. There's enough Democrats. There's enough angry Republicans that this thing is going to not be tabled. It's going to move to the floor. And when they vote on whether or not they're going to vote for a new speaker, when they vote to vacate the position, there's enough Democrats and potentially enough Republicans to make that happen. If that happens, here's where it gets interesting. Kevin McCarthy can run again for Speaker of the House. Just because he's vacated the position doesn't mean that he can't be reelected. He's not ineligible. It's not like you're term limited out. It's not like, you know, you, oh, sorry, folks, you can't, you already had your chance. It's not like head of household and big brother where you can't, you know, you can't do it back to back weeks. You have to wait a little while. This is something that is going to get really tricky. And then we're going to see those votes over and over and over again. Took, what, 15 ballots the first time? Is that what it was in January? Four 15, days? 15 or 16. Oh, it was, it was ridiculous. Over and over. Like I said, I, have I haven't watched this much C-SPAN in my entire life. Uh, and now it looks like we're going to be watching it at least for the rest of the day and maybe, maybe through the week. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is this second vote, the vote where they're actually voting to oust Speaker McCarthy, there's no magic number that is known until after the voting. Because when you're looking at a majority... Only votes that are cast will count. And what that means is the Democrats have said that they're voting yes, but that doesn't mean they have to vote yes. Some of them could vote no. Some of them could not vote or vote present. And that doesn't qualify as an actual vote. That just means you're not voting. So nobody, Kevin McCarthy's not going to know what the magic number is. He's not going to know how many votes he needs to remain a speaker. Matt Gates isn't going to know how many votes he needs to oust Kevin McCarthy as speaker. None of that will be decided until all of the votes have been tallied. And then we'll know if we're moving forward or not. Again, if Kevin McCarthy wins this battle, if they don't table the vote and they keep him as speaker, then he's going to remain as speaker. Uh, the I believe the I believe that at that point he'll be probably one of the stronger speakers we've had, having you know been able to maneuver through this. But if he loses, then it's, it's anyone's ballgame. It's anyone's guess who they're going to put back up. They could put back up Kevin McCarthy. I know that Matt Gates is probably going to throw a couple names up there. I don't know how I don't know how organized their decision making process is on that side. I don't know what they've decided to do. Uh, I'm sure Lauren Boebert's in his in his uh, you know in his um, on his side. I'm sure that uh, Byron Donalds and a few others are on his side as well. So Andy Biggs, Chip Roy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. And again, this all stems from a couple of things. The, but the biggest, or at least the biggest that we're told, we don't know. Look, there's all kinds of rumors. There's all kinds of conjecture about what's going on behind the scenes. It's politics, yes. It's people, yes. There's big egos involved, absolutely. But there is also stuff happening. I mean, there are people that are there are people that are maneuvering behind the scenes in the same party, trying to keep other people under wraps. And there's an ethics investigation, as we mentioned earlier, with Matt Gates, which he's a little sore about because that hasn't been that hasn't been uh, shut down by Kevin McCarthy yet. That hasn't been that hasn't been finalized. Um, there's also, you know, Kevin McCarthy agreeing to do things so he could become speaker and then going back on his word. 
And now he's realizing that one of the things he agreed to was that one member could call for a motion to vacate. And that's why we find ourselves in this position today. But the biggest thing I still believe, the biggest thing I still believe is that this uh, resolution that they passed over the weekend, the continuing resolution to uh, give the government 45 days worth of spending to give them more time. Uh, you know, this is basically the one thing that Matt Gates said we couldn't have. It's the one thing that a lot of Republicans said they wouldn't, they didn't want. Chip Roy said, we need somebody to stand up and stop this ridiculous spending. We need Republicans to say, we're done. If the government shuts down, it shuts down. It's not our fault. It's the, it's the Democrats' fault. They're the ones who are refusing to make any concessions on Ukraine. They're the ones who are refusing to make any concessions on the border. They're the ones who are letting illegal immigrants into our country by the thousands. They're the ones that are destroying our big cities. They're the ones that are looking the other way at the drugs and the cartels and the fentanyl and the human trafficking and the terrorists and the people coming from all over, not just, this, uh, not just South America and Latin America, but also from China, also from the Middle East. They're coming from everywhere. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're going. And the, most of them end up in some kind of luxury hotel or sleeping on the street in a city that used to be a, a, you know, a, a, a mecca for tourism. And those industries are slowly being destroyed. Because if you go to New York City, you don't want to have to stay in a hotel that's been taken over by Homeland Security so that immigrants can stay there. You don't want to be tripping over people who are sleeping in the street because they have nowhere else to go. You don't want big buses coming in and dumping off more illegal immigrants, uh, you know, and, and that you're going to take your money, you're going to go somewhere else. Of course, the big winners again in this are the red states that offer other tourist attractions and destinations. States like, oh, I don't know, Florida, states like Tennessee, states like uh, Texas, I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, well, go to Tulsa. Take your, they got, they got some great stuff going on there. Go to Ohio. You know, find out, go take your money to a red state um, that isn't, you know, it's make, being a sanctuary for a, a bunch of people that, that have come here illegally and that the president of the United States is ignoring. So anyway, that's where we are today. And we are, like I said, we're gonna follow this vote. We're gonna make sure we know what's going on. We're gonna make sure uh, we know if we do have a speaker of the house or not. And if there's any motion or movement um, at all to table it, then uh, then we'll bring you that here in just a minute. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-627. But we'll take some of your phone calls here too. If you have any questions about this or anything else going on, 855-940-MARK. Uh, Keep in mind, there is another whole election going on in the background, and that is the election for president in 2024. Donald Trump's locked up in a trial room right now in New York because he is he's trying to preserve his businesses, his family's fortune, and his good name from this uh, ridiculous uh, you know, uh, attorney general and this judge that seem really biased and to have already made up their minds against him uh, in New York City. We've got Kevin McCarthy locked in a battle for his very job in the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., but there's still the election going on. There's still people wondering in the Democrat uh, camp, is Joe Biden going to be the guy? Are we going to have to vacate him? Are we going to have to bring in somebody at the last minute like Michelle Obama, aka Hannah's BFF? Are we going to have to bring in somebody like Gavin Newsom? What about RFK Jr.? He wants to run as an independent now, and that really throws a wrench in the entire system. But then, of course, we've got the Republicans who, it, it seems hard to believe. It's been not even a week since the Republican debate. It seems like it was so, so much has happened since then. It's been a week since the Republican debate and you can't turn on the news today or go online and see anything at all about any one of these other candidates, all of whom still somehow believe they have a shot at being president of the United States. Well, maybe not, maybe not all of them. Maybe not Mike Pence. Eight, 
855-9. At least he can sleep with that teacher for another 38 years. Oh, okay. 855-940-MARK is our number. We got to take a quick break. Uh, more, like I said, more Mark K Show. Some of your phone calls on the way. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today. Folks, we really uh, we really appreciate it. So this battle is brewing, like we said, in the uh, Capitol building right now. They are looking to either oust or save Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. He um, it's how it looks like. Here, here's here's a clip of him uh, mentioning it earlier. They stopped him in the hallway. We were trying to grab it, but we didn't. I mean, like, here it is earlier today. Protecting Democrats to back you up, then? No, I, I personally am not. Do you need their help to remain in leadership? No. Um, if five if five Republicans go with Democrats, then I'm out. So it's what it's it's Sounds whether. Likely. Probably so. It, it, this is a bit of a complex piece of... Now, this is, uh, this is Kevin McCarthy saying, look, if, if I lose five Republicans, if they go with the Democrats, then I'm out. And the irony here, as a lot of people are pointing out, the irony here is that Matt Gates and a lot of other Republicans are angry because Kevin McCarthy voted with the Democrats on H.R. 5860, the continuing appropriations for fiscal year 2024 that kept the government running when they wanted the changes to be made and they wanted to take a hard line. They want a hard line. They're like hardliners. They're saying, look, this is our job. Our job is to not spend money. Our job is to close the border. Our job is to make sure that we're not sending money to Ukraine for an endless war. That's what we're here to do. And by, by allowing the House of Representatives to pass this bill and give everybody 45 more days, we're just kicking the can down the road. And that's what the American people are sick and tired of. Nobody wants that. And we're here to protect them. And Kevin McCarthy voted with the Democrats. And that is uh, that is how he was able to get that through. Now, in order to oust Kevin McCarthy, the five or six or eight, I mean, because there's a bunch of hardline Republicans who are saying, look, we are, we are going to oust you because you broke your promises. Those people, those individuals, in order to get what they want, are going to have to vote with the Democrats um, to make it a thing. So, Either way, uh, it's a it's a pretty interesting and precarious position. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, I I fear that the Democrats are going to take victory laps. Um, my big question is, and the question that I don't know that anyone's asked, or at least I haven't seen it anywhere, is if not Kevin McCarthy, who? If not Kevin McCarthy, who? Because as you may remember. In the, uh, in the 15 ballots that went out in January, Kevin McCarthy got most of the Republican votes, not all of them, not enough, um, until the 15th round, and Hakeem Jeffries got all the Democrat votes. They, in lockstep, voted for Hakeem Jeffries, one after another, over and over and over, 15 times in a row. Kevin McCarthy, you had a bunch of other, you had Byron Donald's name come up. Jim Jordan was the popular pick for a few votes until Jim Jordan went to everybody and said, please stop voting for me. I don't want to be Speaker of the House. I don't want the job. I want to go to the Judiciary Committee. I want to make sure we get Hunter Biden. I want to make sure we get Joe Biden. I don't want to be Speaker. Stop it. So they stopped voting for Jim Jordan. They voted for Byron Donalds a bunch of times. They threw in a couple of votes for Donald Trump, who, again, could be Speaker of the House because you don't actually need to be a representative of the House of Representatives to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. one of those quirks in American politics. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the fact that there has been no talk or the fact that there's been no mention of who would be the Speaker of the House if this happens, if this vote doesn't go through, intrigues me because that makes me believe that maybe, maybe the hardline Republicans don't believe they have the votes. 
Because wouldn't you think that if you believed you had the votes, you'd be campaigning for someone else, especially if that was a pal that someone else was a palatable choice by both the hardline right and maybe the more moderates. If Kevin McCarthy is not the Speaker of the House, who's going to be the Speaker of the House? And if you have a selection, maybe you let everybody know. And that way, maybe you can get some more people on board. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Dan in Jacksonville, how you doing, Dan? What'd you want to say, sir? Hey, Mark. Um, I almost never disagree with you. Yeah, I am. I am yeah, I am pretty much against you on this Matt Gates issue. Okay. Um, listen, Mark Levin, listen to him. Uh, it seems uh, Matt Gates has been telling Democrats that they'll work out something where the Democrats will get subpoena power on the Hunter Biden or Joe Biden on who they can, what witnesses they can call. So they could, Democrats could have power not to have Hunter Biden coming in or his family, any of this. Well, I don't think they, I mean, they wouldn't give arbitrarily Democrats subpoena power in that particular committee. They would have subpoena power for, well, hold on, we got to take a break. Uh, good point, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Stay right where you are. More Mark Hay Show coming up. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Uh, we are listening in live to C-SPAN. The vote on the motion to table is happening right now. Again, this is the vote to table the uh, this whole nonsense about replacing the speaker uh, that the Demo or that the uh, Republicans on McCarthy's side say is ridiculous, and that Matt Gates says is necessary because Kevin McCarthy is basically a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad speaker. This motion right now has. Uh, 10 Republicans voting no, we don't want to table it, we want it to move forward. So we're basically just waiting to see if all the Democrats join them. And if all the Democrats join them, then we move forward, and that's what we expect uh, to happen. 855-940-MARK is our number. Dan's been holding in Jacksonville. He called right before the break, and I wanted to get back to him. So, Dan, you said you heard something from Mark Levin about Matt Gates. Uh, tell, tell everyone again what it was you heard. Okay, and, and you're, you said it wouldn't be this committee, which I'm not sure of. But Mark Levin, and you can go to his Twitter and yeah. read all about it, he has been working on the side with the Democrats. If they'll go with him to remove McCarthy, that they will have subpoena power in the Hunter Biden case, which is what the Democrats want. Right. So they would have what he's putting out. They wouldn't have like, first of all, I don't think that he's done that. I mean, I would be I would be shocked if that turns out to be true. I've heard nothing about that. And Matt Gates is the leader in the Hunter Biden investigation and one of the leaders into removing Joe Biden as the uh, you're at least impeaching Joe Biden, um, you know, with the time they have left. So the fact that he would offer unilateral subpoena power, which I don't think it would be uh, to any one of the Democrats, I would have to say is is hard to believe. Uh, not saying that Mark Levin's wrong. I mean, Mark Levin's, you know, he's a well-known guy. He's pretty smart. He's been around for a while. Um, but that, I mean, again, I'd, I'd heard nothing of the sort from Matt Gates or anyone else in the okay. Republican Party. Um, and again, it, it seems like it would be shooting himself in the foot 
because why would he? I mean, this is a guy who it, he is the first one that took the Hunter Biden laptop and put it into the congressional record. So I don't I don't know why he would now give that much power to Democrats who want to protect because, Joe Biden. Because he's that obsessed with his hatred for McCarthy that that's that's what he wants. I'm, I'm I think you're wrong, Mark. I think this is true. You think it's I really true? Okay. Do. All right. Well, I mean, look, oh, I, can't. I, think, I think Mark Levin, Mark Levin wouldn't be this adamant on it if he didn't have the facts on this. I'm telling you, he's doing this because his obsession to get McCarthy out. For some reason, he thinks this is going to be a feather in his crazy looking hair and he's going <laughs> to get this. This is going to help. Him. OK, hold on one second there. You cannot say his hair is crazy looking because that dude's got some really look like you, Mark. It's amazing. Everybody in the house should look like you. <laughs> I'm just saying you can say a lot of things about <laughs> Matt Gaines, but you cannot say anything bad about that dude's hair. It is impeccable. It is wild. Dan, listen. No, I, even, even, no, 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 no. Now we're really going to disagree. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm no, no, not even Hannah. Hannah couldn't get her hair to look like that. <laughs> Hannah, you're a woman. I, thank you. Yes. Give us your opinion on Matt Gates. I didn't mean to, by the way, I just, I totally didn't mean to just, uh, you know, assume your gender. Um, I am a woman. <laughs> give us your take on Matt Gates's hair, scale of one to 10. Okay. I'll tell you currently. Yeah. 10 yeah. used to be two. Okay. Currently it's a 10. So currently it's 10. perfectly quaffed, yeah. Dan, but it used to be <laughs> awful. Dan, thanks, Dan, thanks so much. Next up we have Matt Gates on, by the way. We have to let him know that his hair is, like, it's probably the best hair <laughs> in the house. It's perfectly quaffed at the moment. Yeah. Like who has better hair in the house of representatives than Matt Gates? Lauren Boebert. I complimented her on it and she did not like it. No, Lauren Boebert was not in, which is weird because no, she was, she was not in a yeah. mood. She was in a mood. Uh, 855-940-MARK. Hey, thanks. I'm on Mark Levin's Twitter. I don't see any, I see him railing on Matt Gates and talking about how Matt Gates is not conservative. And he asked, well, we'll look through it and we'll see if we can find, uh, well, I'll see if we can find anything on your report, Dan, but we do appreciate it. 855-940-MARK is our number. Before we get out of here, I did want to play you this clip that I had yesterday. I totally didn't get to it. It was with Bill Maher and Ron DeSantis because we were talking about, we were talking about the election going on, but we're watching this vote now. There's still about eight minutes left and it looks like, it looks like so far no Democrats, not a single Democrat, has voted yes on the motion to table. So apparently the reporting that they're gonna that they want to see this play out, man, they want to see the chaos. They wanna they want the civil war to be fought on the House floor is uh, is happening because 174, 175 now Democrats have voted not to table. Ten Republicans have also voted not to table, and this is where it gets interesting. Eight did not vote. So that motion is going to go forward, and then we'll see what happens uh, next time around. 855-940-MARK is our number. All right, so back to Ron DeSantis. He's been, you know, he had the debate last week, and the debate was a mess, and he didn't really have a breakout moment. Everybody I heard afterward was, was basically saying, Ron DeSantis, fine. He didn't mess up really badly. He made some decent points. We'll just call him the winner of the debate. But everybody on that stage kind of looked like, kind of looked like, you know, not necessarily their best. I don't want to rehash. We've, we've spent hours on that. We don't need to rehash it. If you want to see some of the lowlights, you can go to our YouTube channel uh, because we've got a video highlighting all of those things. But he went on the, on Bill Maher. What Bill's Maher shows? Bill Maher. It's called Bill Maher something. It's not uh, politically incorrect. That's the old show. The new show is called what? I'm looking right now. <laughs> so we have, uh, real time with real, Bill Thank Maher. you. Real, he went on real time with Bill Maher. That's what it's called. Yeah. And he sat down for a lengthy interview. And here's, here's how Bill Maher began it, which I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you. 
the first, I agree with basically everything that Bill Maher is saying in this clip directly to Ron DeSantis's face. And if our executive producer were ever able to book him on our show, I would probably say the same thing. Listen, is you did not take my advice. What was it? I was on this show a few times when we talked. I said, this guy's crazy to run this time. He's, what are you, 45 years old? Yeah. You just had a birthday, right? Yeah. You could run for the next 20 years. If you were Biden, the next 40. <laughs> okay, why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. Well, for a couple you, reasons. You can't, you can't disavow what? him because you, that's the base. And yet you're running against him. And that's why, I mean, let's face it, Ron. If this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> um, so, um, one, I don't think he can win the election. Uh, I could win the election. Two, I don't think he could actually get the job done that we need to do. For example, COVID. Okay, and then they go into a lot of others. He goes into COVID, and Bill Marp credits him for uh, handling the COVID situation better than any governor, which we also do. I mean, look, the, the thought process, it seems, is very similar. That you're Ron DeSantis. You're very popular. You're very effective. You look very good. You have great hair. Not as nice as Matt Gates's, but it's a good head of hair. Beautiful wife. She's active in the community. She'd be a great first lady. You're governor of one of the biggest economies in this country, one of the most popular states and a growing state, and you've handled yourself brilliantly. You're tough. You're a fighter. You've got military experience. On paper, man, you've got it all. You could walk right into the White House if... You weren't running against Donald Trump, the former president, if you weren't going up against the MAGA conservative base. Because now not only do you have to fight against this guy, you've got to try to steal his voters away. You've got to do it in a way that doesn't make them not like you. And that is not something that's happening. More and more people are not liking Ron DeSantis, and they definitely don't understand why he's running this time around. He's been getting the worst advice from, I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's Paul Ryan. I don't know if it's Jeb Bush. I don't know if it's, uh, who's the other guy that worked with uh, Cheney? You know, I don't know who's calling the shots. I don't know specifically who picked up the phone and told Ron DeSantis, you've got to run against Donald Trump to become the, uh, the Koch brothers, whoever it happens to be. He's getting bad advice. He's getting advice from people who don't want Donald Trump to be president. He's not stopping and thinking and talking and saying, this is the wrong time for me. This is going to blow all my political capital that I've built up, the coalition in Florida that I built up, all of the great decisions that I built up, the national outlook that I built. I could be governor of Florida for four more years. I could continue to kick woke corporations in the in the gonads. I could continue to fight the teachers unions and fight for parents' right to choose. I could continue to keep my state open wide and pass things like constitutional carry. We could make we could make Florida even more liberty loving and freedom defending than it is already. It could be, it is probably one of the top five states. It could be the greatest if I'm governor for four more years. That's what Ron DeSantis could have done. And then he could have said, hey, you know what? I'm done being governor because I've term limited it out. I did a fantastic job. In two years, there's a presidential election. I'm going to go ahead, take a year, plan, get some donors behind me, get the media behind me, figure out what the landscape looks like. I'm going to do all of that. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to announce a run for president. He could have done that. That probably would have been the smart choice to make. Or the other thing he could have done is he could have just sat back, governed Florida, said Donald Trump's our guy. And after three years of governing Florida, he could have jumped in as the vice president. That's something a lot of people thought was going to happen. That did not happen either. 
bad advice. Because the interesting thing about Donald Trump running again is that when he wins re-election in 2024, the person who he chooses as vice president will be the logical next person in line, not just for four years, but for eight years, eight years. So really, Ron DeSantis could have just played the game, been governor, done a great job, said, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, Trump's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. And then he could have become the vice president for four years. He could have become the president for eight. Now, there's going to be somebody new. There's going to be a new favored candidate because Donald Trump's not going to pick Ron DeSantis to be his vice president. He's not going to pick any of these people on stage last week to be his vice president. He can't run around calling him a meatball and calling him Ron DeSanctimonious and criticizing his uh, gubernatorial decisions for two years and then say, but you know what? This guy would be a great vice president, which means if something happens to me, he'd be your president. doesn't work that way. People aren't going to believe you. I don't care who you are. So he's spent that capital. And now in 2028, he's going to run for president. But it's not just going to be against Chris Christie and Mike Pence and Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott. It's going to be against whoever Donald Trump had as his vice president. And most people are going to look at that person and say person was vice president under Donald Trump for four years. We should probably vote for that person. It's my humble opinion. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Andrea is in Pennsylvania. How you doing, Andrea? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on? What's on your mind? What did you want to say? Hey, Mark. First time on the air with you. Great. Just recently found your show. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? What did you want to say, Andrea? This is what I'm going to say. Okay. I stand with Matt Gates, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And I'm almost to the point where I'm an anarchist that I don't want the federal government or any government at all based on what I've seen. We, call, my, we call those libertarians, but, you know, anarchists is similar. It's a, it's a thin line. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to stand with Matt Gates, and here's why. Kevin McCarthy basically has voted with the Biden administration and the Democratic Party to run this nation into the ground. But I would like to point out one thing. I'm going to stand with Gates because he basically, he's taken a lot of heat. He's always taken a lot of heat. But I'll give him credit because everybody, all the Republicans said that they want to fight her. And now he stood up and fought, and now they're bastardizing him. But what I would really like to make the point of is that the reason Kevin McCarthy got in that chair for the whole, for the, for what he did was the rallying cry of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, in my opinion, is one of the biggest traitors that this country has seen in a long time. Kevin McCarthy should have never been put in that role. There were far better people. Everybody knew he was a swamp snake. And Marjorie Taylor Greene rallied very hard to get him in there. So if there's really someone to blame for everything that Kevin McCarthy was able to do to this country and to the American citizenry, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Andrew, that was a very, very, thought, very well thought out argument. So it's not Matt Gates's fault. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene's fault. Well, I'm sorry, you know, like the Democrats always talk about root causes. Well, yeah. in my opinion, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the root cause. 
Andrea, thanks so much for the call. Oh, listen, you know what? This is the thing that I say constantly that I hate about the Republican Party. The Democrats, they do all this stuff too. They hate each other. They battle each other. They stab each other in the back, but they don't do it out in the open. They AOC and Nancy Pelosi, they're not best buds. They hate each other. The older uh, you know, aspect are the elders in the House of Representatives that represent the left. They don't like the squad. They think that they're uncouth. They think that they're unruly. They think that they're uncivilized. They don't want nobody wanted a Green New Deal until they could figure out how to make millions of dollars off of it. Uh, and but they battle and they fight and they stab each other and they're they're horrible people to each other. But they do it all in private. And when they walk out on the House floor, when they walk out in front of the media, they all look. They all bat. They all fight together because they hate Republicans more than they hate each other. And these Republicans, yeah, they're battling and they're fighting and they're doing it all out in the open. And it and they need to remember that that really at the end of the day. Any Republican is better than any Democrat. Well, at least, you know, for the United States of America. 855-940-MARK is our number. we got to take a quick break. Andrea, thank you for listening, and thanks for calling. Uh, we're, we'll check back in on the House. It looks like something's happening. Uh, that's coming up in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K Show next. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-627. I found it. I found what that guy Dan was talking about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the New York Post. How Matt Gates's anti- Oh, stupid ad. Uh, how Matt Gates's anti-McCarthy drive could append Biden impeachment inquiry. Representative Matt Gates has offered to give Democrats on the House Oversight Committee subpoena power in the impeachment inquiry into President Biden in exchange for backing an effort to oust House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The Post has learned. Florida Republicans backroom proposal uh, would potentially allow Democrats on the GOP led panel to select which witnesses receive subpoenas in the investigation into the 80 year old presidential uh, president's involvement in his family's overseas business dealings and allow them to nix the subpoenas from Republican members, which could derail the probe. It would be devastating for the investigation for oversight Dems to be allowed to choose whom to subpoena or to veto House subpoenas. A spokesman for Matt Gates vehemently denied that the lawmaker floated this offer to Democrats saying, quote, this is an absolute lie and a total fabrication. So again, I didn't listen to the Mark Levin show. Uh, if he read this in the post, maybe he didn't get to the last line where Matt Gates said, this is an absolute lie and a total fabrication. Either way, it seems like an unlikely proposal from the person who hates Hunter Biden and Joe Biden more than anyone. It seems like an unlikely proposal from somebody who spent the last several years trying to get the impeachment inquiry through the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee. It, it seems unlikely for Matt Gates, who is one of the, I mean, Matt, even Kevin McCarthy's been slow rolling impeachment. If there's anybody who's more pro-impeachment, it's Matt Gates. So when I read something like this or when I hear someone tell me, do you know what Matt Gates did? He told Democrats they could subpoena. I'm sorry, they could cancel subpoenas in the Oversight Committee. Last week, two weeks ago, we spoke to Matt Gates. The day before, he was begging Kevin McCarthy to subpoena Hunter Biden. He was begging the committee. He said, here is a subpoena. I wrote it out. It's for Hunter Biden. All you have to do is sign it. Why would that guy who's who's sending blank subpoenas for Hunter Biden to the Speaker of the House saying, just sign this and we can get this dude in here and get some answers. Why would that guy then turn around and tell Democrats, you know what, I'll let you nix any subpoena, including Hunter Biden's. Just doesn't make sense. And I personally don't believe it. 855-940-MARK is our number. All right, the vote's going to happen in just a little while. 
We'll we'll hear the fallout tomorrow right here on the Mark K Show. See ya. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.